Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the Magic Man. Paulie Malinaji, Peter Cards, Brooklyn to the World, Christmas Week Edition. Pete, what's up? What, uh, what episode Merry number is this? Fucking Christmas, thirty-four. What's wrong, dude? What, what, what's with the lack of uh, excitement tonight? What, what's the problem? What, what's going on over here? I'm tired today. You're tired? Yeah. You play cards all night. That's why you're tired. That's eh? right. Eh? That's right. I think a guy thinks he's a. Uh, I was gonna say Ron Jeremy, but that's not what you were doing. The guy uh, thinks no, he's doing. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting fucked. I wasn't fucking. <laughs> well, give me a big name card player. Guy, guy Phil thinks Ivy. he's Phil. I- guy thinks he's Phil Ivy. Those uh, playing cards with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, can't all take a drink of water at the same time. Mm. See, it, it yeah, we can. We had a pause. We took all yeah. took a little sip of water. Now we're back. That's that's here taking sips and giving out the water. I just came from my. Uh, Christmas party at the uh, Magic body Man shop, Magic Customs. Man Customs Body Shop. That's a body shop that I own, car body shop. Anybody that needs, uh, anybody gets into bad accidents or uh, even, even little accidents, even a little fender bender, customize, or you just customize your stuff. Bring it over to 1902 Neptune Avenue, Paulie Malinaji's Magic Man Customs. I don't do any of the work, so if you actually think <laughs> that you got your car painted by Paulie or whatnot, it's probably not. Oh, that's the, be the best. Case. No, Seth, really, they call like, is, is Paulie there? Yeah, his uh, partner's like, I'm actually um, almost never there. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was there today for the party. Like, yeah, he's under the lift. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do. They call. My partner tells me all the time, yeah, people call for you, like, as if you're really going to be here. He's punching hubcaps <laughs> in the back. <laughs> sometimes he tells them. Sometimes he tells them on purpose. Like, ah, he's doing a spray paint in the booth. He's in the booth. He's repainting a, a Benz right now. It's also affiliated with Future Legend. Yeah, me and my partner have the same partner for Future Legend and for uh, Magic Man Customs. We're good friends, me and Frankie, Future Legend. We got to actually have him on the show one of these days. We got to bring we on my partner at uh, Future Legend. Legend at the body shop. We're gonna have them in the new year. We'll definitely bring them on the show. We'll get to the story about how Future Legends, the clothing brand company, started and the noble, the noble reason we started it and whatnot. He started it and I joined along, and all that good stuff. But right He's now, a good man, Frankie. Yes, good man is right. Go to futurelegend.com. Boom. That's it. That's it. Not not a single word extra. Let me do the talking over okay. here. <laughs> so, so we're uh, Christmas week. Uh, Podcast came from that party. Now we're over here doing at this party. You know, it's just it's just the main the main crew today. We don't have any guests. You know, no. what's going on? What happened? What happened to Nikki Lupo? Nikki Lupo. Lupo. Uh, Jay Swoosh. Jay Swoosh. I don't know. No, don't we know. don't have anybody over here. And, and Pete the, Sober. And anybody? And uh, st- no, Stitch Duran. We had him that time, right? Well, gotta start getting some guests on. Like I guess we gotta get out uh, Frankie Beach Legend on one of these weeks. Stitches stitching get, people up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What um, what else was I getting into? Well, we took the train today. We took the train into the city. Yeah, how was that, Pete? Oh, no wonder he's depressed. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> that kind of started it. That kind of started the uh, the whole uh, ordeal. Uh, we we took the car. We we drove halfway. Then we said, you know what? Jump on the train. That's what we did. New York City subway system. Boom. You know, we still stay dry, right? In the rain, we still yeah. stay dry. Yeah, outside is really packed. I didn't, I didn't want to deal Very with that busy. traffic. I didn't want to deal with that traffic coming into the city. A little rainy, home. tourists. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. horrible. I but photobomb somebody while we're walking to the studio. I do that every day. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody recognized me on the train. Yeah. And they took a picture with me. I always wonder when people recognize me on the train if they think like it's weird that I take the trains. You know, I mean, I don't think it's weird, but I wonder. Bloomberg takes. You know what's funny? Uh, my manager uh, was at. Uh, he took a uh, Raul, the soccer player. The, uh, anybody who's a f- football fanatic obviously knows who Raul is. He was a superstar soccer player, mainly for uh, Real Madrid, but uh, and also the Spain national team. But anyway, Raul played his final season of soccer here in New York for the New York Cosmos. Uh, um, it's a team, obviously, that was very, very uh, famous in the '70s and '80s for the NASL, and they're trying to rebuild that league and rebuild that team. So they signed Raul, you know, and it's kind of like his last year was kind of a, a, a farewell year. The Cosmos won the championship this year for that league, and uh, you know, my manager, obviously, uh, you know, we made some hookups with Raul, and you know, Raul's a very cool guy and uh, really, really fun, down-to-earth guy, people person. So he took him to the Golden State Warriors versus Nets game, and it was the week before my fight, so I couldn't go. So 
for old brings his kids because his kids want to see Steph Curry. Raul doesn't know who Steph Curry is from any Curry at all, you know. But <laughs> his kids, curry. he thought they were talking about chicken. <laughs> yeah. So, but but Raul's kids, they know Steph Curry. So like, oh, we want to go. So he tells my manager, well, my kids would like to see, to see Steph Curry. So, you know, uh, uh, thanks to Brett Yormark at, Bre- at Barclays Center, we get him some tickets, and they go. Raul takes the train to Barclays Center. So that's why I say, like, you know. Even the superstar phenom, like Raul, takes the train to Barclays Center. And my manager asks him, he goes, does anybody recognize you in this country? You know, because this country obviously doesn't follow soccer or football, as our friends in the UK call it. Um, they uh, they don't follow that sport so much. So, you know, on the train, Raul goes, no, no. He goes, I, I pretty much was home free. Nobody bothered me. He goes, I did see a group of tourists from Valencia. They were talking in Spanish. And they were saying how I look like Raul. And they were all, they were, it was, yeah, there was about five or six of them and they were all talking like, ah, I can't be him. It yeah, would, it would never. Would, what would he be doing here it, on the train? Yeah, it would never be him. First of all, what's he doing in New York? Second of all, what would he be doing on the train? You know, that's basically the conversation. And I said, he didn't say anything? <laughs> My manager goes, nope, Raul just let them talk. He was, he was kind of smiling at the whole conversation. And then they got off eventually, you know. But they were taking the train. They were on the train with Raul for several stops and they'll never know it and they'll probably go back to Spain and say there was this guy who looked just like Raul on the train in the subway system but it wasn't him <laughs> so that's when you get on Twitter and you send him a, if he's on Twitter and you say hey were you on the subway system I see you I don't know if he'd want to tell people yeah. he was though yeah yeah I don't so. think he knows the, those people's Twitter handle either yeah. no them. them they would tweet him <laughs> you jackass <laughs> Listen, my, I don't think uh, Raul's on Twitter though. I've tried to tw- I've tried to look for his Twitter because I tried to my tweet out a picture a with him. Foggy today. I tweeted out a you picture with Raul. Motherfucker! <laughs> what, is, what is that? What's that? <laughs> you dumb motherfucker! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> so you yeah. j- give him a couple quick jabs, light yeah. one, light ones, light ones. Yeah, he's a little, yeah, yeah. little smack back. But but you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Raul has a Twitter because I, I took a, I put up a picture with Raul. Hey, he's on, old. On a, yeah, he's on Twitter old. like a month ago, and uh, he didn't have a handle. I had to just link the New York Cosmos into it. But yeah. for people around the world, that's the quickest way to get anywhere. And yeah. you can really blend in. Bro, you had to see the subway system in Tokyo. It's no joke. It's clean as a whistle. Like, you could literally eat off the floors, I felt like. The the seats were like the Greyhound seats. You know, like the subway seats here, like, they're a little, like, you know. They're not ghetto. They're, they're like normal seats, but then you take like the Li Double R, and it's a little soft. They're a little oh, more cushioned, yeah, but you pay more. Basically, the subway system in Tokyo, it's all Li Double R seats. It's kind of like that, you know, like soft cushioned, whatnot, clean. Nobody talks for some reason. It was the weirdest thing. Me and my boy were on the train. We were the only ones talking in the whole car every time. <laughs> like we took, the, and apparently, if you go during rush hour, which I actually never woke up during rush hour, but if you go during rush hour, apparently there's pushers that there there's people with. The, the, the job that they're supposed to take these sticks like rows from like an oars from a, a ship and they kind of put it vertically and oh no horizontally right yeah horizontally and they push everybody onto the subway uh, if you did that here there'd probably be a lot of fist fights like, hey, don't say, be well, pushing me man yeah, they don't be pushing the me push but the people. Japanese culture is so docile such good people they understand the whole deal they just all, they're all trying to get to work and they're not with the whole don't push they realize that the guy just gotta smush them all in like sardines and they get on and then they get to work so you're saying we're a bunch of animals here basically we are yeah as I've traveled the whole world as I've traveled the whole world I've unfortunately realized that there's a bunch of animals here and, and not too many bright people besides the ones that aren't animals are usually not too bright you don't get claustrophobic in that situation. I mean, I never actually. I didn't do it in the no, morning. Saying, I wasn't like, there. But would, wouldn't you be like? Oh, I think the the problem with, the problem with in the, the claustrophobia situation in, in Japan would be that they probably realize there's probably much more things to fear than claustrophobia. You know, like Japanese people are very like are perfectionists. They're like they want to bring home the bacon. They want to be the best at their job, and they, you know, it's it's a culture that wants to always get ahead. So, in their mind, probably in the morning. It's either claustrophobia or not bringing home enough money for work and, and not getting ahead and not being the I best know, at your I, job. I don't want to feel like I'm fucking wrapped in bacon they'll either. Probably be the, they'll <laughs> probably be like, them probably thinking like, it's this or, or, or worse. I'd rather just go through this, you know? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's a... I, I actually ended up... I, know, I, don't, I don't know why I'm getting back to my Japan trip, even though yeah, it was well, like two months we, ago. Can but, we get, go, get was, off the but subway? But how do we get on there? Because of the subway. It's because of the yeah. subway system. But I, again, uh, shout out to Japan, and I love that culture and whatnot. I'll definitely be going back. As a matter of fact, I want to go for the Formula One race next year. Formula One's always fun. I went to the Formula One last year, uh, the U.S. Grand Prix in Austin, Texas. That was fun as hell. I don't know what's worse, driving got, on a subway I got out of the, or watching cars go in a circle. I, I'll give you a story. For the, I'll give you a story uh, for the Formula One. I got thrown out of the paddock. I got banned. You know what the paddock is? The paddock, uh, all the all Formula One fans know the paddock is like where the cars hang out and the teams hang out and whatnot. So thanks to Ryan Caldwell from Team Heyman, who used to be on the Formula One board, 
He got me and my buddy Giancarlo passes. He used to be? Huh? He used to be? He left to, to get with PBC. Oh. He basically one of the, he's one of the nice. main money guys behind right, PBC. Right, right. Anyway, so Ryan got us passes, you know, because he's like a big wig with Formula One. And uh, we go to we go he to got Austin. you a plus one. Yeah, plus one. Exactly. The problem is the paddock passes, they get given at the beginning of the season. Mm. They, you cannot just get a paddock pass mid-season. And has your picture on it. So he gave us, me, he gave me and Giancarlo me and his wife's pass. Oh. So basically, you just have to swipe it and you go through. You don't look like him and John Collins yes. look like his wife. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but we don't, we don't, we, they, we kind of just got through. The guy, the guy kind of let us in and whatnot. And then, and this is, I'm a Ferrari fan, so I'm actually, I'm actually, um, a little insulted by the story. We're You're going part through of the all, Ferrari family now. Yeah, no, we're, we're in we're, the circle we're, of trust. I, I am, but uh, this is that's which is why I'm not too proud to say the story. So, we uh, we're walking through the team uh, stations. You know, like the paddock has like McLaren and has uh, uh, Mercedes. Has McLaren. Well, last year it was McLaren Mercedes. This year it was uh, McLaren Honda. But you know, there was like uh, 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 Lotus. There was like a bunch of them. You know, so. We're going through. We're seeing a bunch of the drivers, the teams, and stuff. Obviously, uh, McLaren and Mercedes. There was a, a Brits on that team. They don't recognize me right away. The Brits are always the best fans. They're boxing fans. The, the guys from the garage, their garage, like, oh, Paul, hey, what's up? Take pictures and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm not a McLaren fan, you know. So I I took pictures and whatnot, but I wanted to go to the Ferrari section, you know, because I'm a Ferrari fan. Because I'm a, a jerk off, as I, as I found out later. Being a Ferrari <laughs> fan makes me a jerk off. So I go to the Ferrari family. And uh, at the time, it was Alonzo and Raikkonen on the team. This year, Alonzo obviously went to McLaren. So, Giancarlo's favorite driver is Alonzo. We go into the little area where they're eating and stuff like that, and we're kind of just looking. And we look like, I guess, we don't belong, because we're kind of just looking around and see who's around and whatnot. And Giancarlo sees Alonzo. He's like, oh, there's Alonzo. Let's go get him. We don't even take a step. Somebody, one of the Ferrari guys walks up to us. This fat guy. And if I see him again, I say I would smack him if I see him anywhere else, because I couldn't do anything to him there, because he was, like, obviously in charge. He's on the Ferrari team. He's one of the garage guys, obviously, because he had the whole uniform on. And he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And I'm like... No, nothing. You know, we're uh, we're just walking around. He goes, let me see the paddock passes. So we have to show him the paddock passes. It's not us on the picture. So he's like, I was like, no, this is a friend of ours. He's like, you can't be here. You guys have to leave. I said, and so I tried to, I try, I start talking to him in Italian because obviously the Ferrari team is Italian. You know, so I figured if I talk to him in Italian, it'll get me in good graces with him because I didn't start in trouble. You know, I'm just so I'm talking to him Italian, and he starts telling me just because you talk and tells me in Italian just because you talk Italian, what do you think that's gonna do for you? So I'm like, wow. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You know, my my friend is a is a fan. I, I, obviously, I don't tell him I'm Paulie Malinaji or not because he's not even gonna know who Paulie Malinaji is. I, I understand who who I am and who I'm not. You know, so I'm and just. You be- understand that you're dealing with a jerk off. Yeah, too. so I'm like, no, my friend just, you know, he saw uh, Alonzo over there. He just wanted to uh, meet him and say hello. If if not, it's I said it's okay. You know, we'll we'll just leave. He goes, hey, you have to have to get out. I said, you sure? I said, you know, uh, I said, uh, you know. I was like, my name's Paul, you know, but if I didn't introduce myself, you know, I'm just trying to be nice. And he basically is getting more aggravated. So I'm like, you know what? Let me get out of here. I leave. We're, we're walking around back. We're going towards the, I remember we're walking towards the Mercedes garage and towards the Lotus garage. And one of the main security guards finds us. Obviously, this prick ratted us out. One of the main security guards comes up to us. You motherfucker, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, you know, we, uh. We get stopped by one of the main security guards, and he right away he stops us and he asks us for our paddock passes. Now nobody's checking paddock passes. They're like, "We are fucking rat." Exactly, exactly. So exactly, he rats us out. So, so we you know we have our paddock passes inside our shirts. They're like uh, they're like chains. You know, they you hang them on. So right. we, we have them tucked in our shirts. Now we got to take them out, and we got to show this guy. And obviously, we're not we're not belonging in there where our pictures are not on the paddock pads. Now this is a main security guard. So I said, no. I said, you know, the, our friend gave it to us. He's like, he's, you know, we didn't steal these. This is, we actually know Ryan, you know. He's like, you guys have to leave. And he took, he confiscated our paddock passes. Now, if you get your paddock pass confiscated, you're out for the year. Like, you don't get it back at the next race. So now, Ryan's <laughs> out. For last year he was. Yeah, Ryan was. I mean, but Ryan's such a big deal that if he wanted one, he probably could just go get one. But... Ryan doesn't attend much of the races. He just right, gets a right, paddock right. pass every year if he wants to go. And, then, and Ryan probably went only to that race all year just to have so us you, there. You, you know? didn't really spoil his party. Yeah, I didn't spoil his party. And if Ryan, Ryan's such a hired gun that right. if he wanted to get a paddock pass, he would, somebody. he would slap somebody. It's just he doesn't have time to slap anybody because he he's, could care less. You know, too He's too busy money. doing stuff, other stuff. So, so we lost Ryan's paddock passes. Now, granted, there was only like three races left in the season. So even if Ryan was to go to the other races, one was in Brazil and I don't know where the other, one was in uh, Dubai, I think, and I don't know where the other one was but either way the paddock passes were lost for the remainder of the season right now this year mind you this year i didn't get to go 
to any races. I didn't go to. I, I want to remind you that this Austin. is only an hour show. And so far, can I so get into the story? Can I get into the story? I mean, you, I'm, you, tell, you, I'm you, letting you know. I'm letting the fans know. You didn't get I, into I, it yet. Not only am I Formula One fan, but you're a jerk off. You, I, I am a jerk off that okay. I own a Ferrari. I own a Ferrari. Yeah, I own a Ferrari. What, what, what movie was that? That was a uh, uh, Boiler Room. Boiler Room. Yeah, but instead of 350 Cabriolet, F430. I'm a jerk off because I own a Ferrari. You throw the keys on the table. I'm a jerk off. So I can. So I, uh, yeah, exactly. So I, so I, uh, I lost the paddock pass. I didn't go to any races this year. I wanted to go back to Austin. I didn't have a chance to go. But next year, I think I want to go to Japan. I'm just not gonna try to bother getting a paddock pass though. Like I can just attend the Formula One race and not right. have a paddock pass. Just be a regular Cause, schmuck. Because like if else. I ever, if somebody offers me a paddock pass and I'm gonna and I'm gonna have to go through this again. Next time I'm throwing fists. Like somebody's right. getting somebody's getting fucking punched in the face. Somebody's gonna get their teeth knocked out <laughs> next time. So so I'd rather avoid the situation because I'm you know as I got older I try to put myself in situations where I avoid fist fights and fisticuffs right. if I can and and street fights and whatnot. You're a mature adult now. Yeah, I, I try my best. <laughs> I try. I try my damnedest. Honestly, I haven't been in a street fight in years, Pete. No. When's the last time I got into a street fight? And that wraps up our show. So, guys, <laughs> no. um, next year, no. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, next year, next season, I hope I can go to the Japan Grand Prix. Ryan can hook me up. I just don't want to get any uh, paddock passes. I don't even want to attempt it. I don't even want to attempt it. Because, guys, if I see, first of all, if I ever see that Ferrari guy somewhere, I'm going to, I'm going to honestly, like, hopefully he got fired from Ferrari. Hopefully he doesn't work at Ferrari anymore. You should sell your Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah, but what am I going to get? McLaren? What am I gonna get? A Lamborghini. Ah, um, my Lamborghini's a piece of shit. No, they're great cars, but they they devalue fast. A Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> yeah. They float in the water. The bug. old ones do. The bug, right? The bug. <laughs> <laughs> so, get a smart car. It's smart. So <laughs> really, they call me smart. <laughs> smart. That's smart. Yeah, they. That's smart. They Wicked it. smart car. Yeah. Wicked smart. Yeah. So what, what 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 did you want me to get into? Being that the. Uh, well, I don't know. Just, how much? How much? You didn't like my story. Have? What? Are, Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, legendary, famous TV guy, Spit it uh, out. Steve Harvey, uh-huh. uh, he, hosted, uh, yes. Miss he hosted Miss Universe. Uh, and what uh, happened? Why don't, you tell, why don't you tell us what happened, Pete? Because uh, uh, you're so much well, into the apparently, story. Apparently, well, let us know what happened. What apparently, this spit it out! Apparently, Floyd Mayweather is not the only one that can't read. Oh, oh come on. Oh, that has nothing oh, to do with that. Let's see the mistake. He can read. Uh, all right. Well, that's, that's I mean, that's wrong. pretty fucked up. They fucked up. He called Miss Columbia the, the champion. I'd say they were both hot. Like, honestly. Oh, yeah. I would probably do both of you just to get to any of them. Uh, Thank that's, you. That's, I would. That's uh, reassuring. Yeah. Yes. I would. So Either he way. said that the winner is Miss Columbia. She's crying happy tears and trying to hold them in so she doesn't fuck up her mascara. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I'm sorry. Now she has to hold uh, back all the tears. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. I'm sorry. But the other girl um, can't celebrate too much either because she feels bad. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Like, I won. I'm no, but did you see how awkward he's like, I'm sorry, but the first runner up yeah. is Miss Columbia. The yeah. winner is Miss Philippines. Yeah. And she's like, what do I do? And then uh, the girl next to her is like, no, you won. You yeah. won. And she's like, I don't know if it was because I was uh, really horny, but I, I thought they were like drop oh, dead gorgeous. They well, they're Miss Universe. Fucking no, no, no. Pageant. But right. that's my whole no, thing with two, Steve. Like, I would have a real hard time deciding between no, but those that's two. My like, whole I, thing with it's with a really Steve, difficult choice. With Steve Harvey, I'm like, dude, this isn't the twerking contest at a fucking strip club. This is Miss Universe. How do you yeah. fuck that up? Who cares? Yeah. You're it's a big deal. You're it right. is a big deal. He made no, a mistake. No, no, it is a big deal. He fixed it. No, no, no. No, no, no. A little out of line yourself. A little out of line yourself. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Is he out of his fucking mind? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, a little out of that. You can't mess that up. Oh, come on. You made a mistake. It's not the end of the world. You can't do that. No, no. What should he do? He should go hang himself now? Jump off a building? What's he going to do? He should never host anything ever again. Really? Yeah, yeah. That should get you thrown out of the circle of trust when it comes to hosting anything. Uh, right. He can still be on TV. Steve Harvey, I'll admit, Steve Harvey's a funny guy, but definitely wow. cannot host not anything serious. <laughs> family Feud is then is a family oriented show that's not very serious, so he's right. fine. If it's, right. As long as it's not serious, wait, Steve Harvey's wait, funny. Wait, Miss Universe is serious? So Miss it Universe is. is serious, yeah. It's a serious what, thing. So serious I don't it. watch it. I don't care for it, but that's a people really fucking look forward to it. They got like all of it. Miss America, Miss. Universe is bigger than Miss America. Miss America competes in Miss Universe and never wins. It's you fucking. Know? It's like the galaxy of fucking hot women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, well, how's that serious? It should be fun. 
No, it is fun, but no, it's but serious. No, but they asked him. No, the best is they asked him. For those girls, a lot of stress. A lot yeah, of, you they know, asked him these really. You can't mess up the winner. They asked him these really intelligent questions, <laughs> and most of them are really fucking dumb, and they have to, like, really try to sound intelligent. No, for, I'm like, not with the stereotype that all, all beautiful women are stupid. No, so but, I'm not going to say that. Listen, no, but do some of like, the girls give dumb answers? Absolutely. Right, that's what I'm saying. But I don't think they're all dumb. I don't think they're all dumb just because they're pretty, but yeah, yeah, I think it's part of the competition and whatnot. You there's there's an element of preparation there. There's an element of uh, you know nerves there. You know, like dude, it, it's a competition, and as, and as a competitor myself, I, uh, I I don't I cannot condone. There's no there's no room for making that kind of error, bro. If the girls up there are busting their hump, preparing for this day. What the fuck are you doing? All you gotta do is host and, and <laughs> name least, out winners and losers. The least, and you, answer could do questions. Is, the least is, you could do is get your part right. Because you have the easy part. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't have to decide who won. All he had to do was say who decided yeah. who won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had to just announce what the, the decision maker's decision decided. was. Yeah. You know? I feel That's for him, no, man. You feel for him? I do. I, I feel for Miss Colombia. Yeah. That's why right. I feel for him. I feel for Miss Colombia. And I feel for Miss Philippines because she didn't get the proper right, chance right. to celebrate properly. Yes. Her because, now, because now she can't celebrate the way she wants to because now it's like she's got to be self-conscious about how bad she feels for Miss Colombia. And you she know, thought no, she you lost. Fucking, yeah. Not only that, but you also... You well, can, now now you're going to come off like you're rubbing it in if you celebrate too much. Right, right. You, can't even, you don't even want to do that. It's He just ruined, he ruined the fucking moment, dude. He ruined the fucking who's, moment. Who's the fight that they were like, oh, I know. The winner is fucking Lloyd and Lloyd's like yeah and the guy thought he lost and they were like no we fucked up it's Todd and oh, Todd yeah. was like well, I'm sure this happened plenty of times it's also, like it's also happened it's also, it's also happened when they find out in the locker room like later on what about right, when right. the guy gets announced the win and then the locker room right. no we found out it was a draw right. or something like that's <laughs> fucked up bro you actually celebrate in the ring and then go home fucking. you get a look at those pictures later on in the night and then you say man you know what none of these pictures matter they didn't win anyway. you know what wait <laughs> now listen to this speaking of dumb fucks you dumb motherfucker! Yeah, you know what? I got a, I got a really dumb fuck. I want to talk about dumb fucks. Because we we talk about um on Brooklyn to the world. Spit it out, buddy. We talk about a spit lot of dumb fucks. Don't hold don't hold any back to spit it out. Brooklyn to the world. Um we talked about Eric T. Schneiderman for a while. Yo, I heard he's they're not Texas trying to ban? Yeah. That's what I got a tweet well, yesterday. Too? I got a tweet that Texas is trying to ban uh Well, I have a really dumb fuck sports, and I yeah. he's he's been a dumb fuck for me for a long time. Who? Uh Freddie Roach. So Freddie Roach, you dumb motherfucker! He, he really is. What happened? So he says. What if I saw a tweet like, like last week or a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. that he feels title fights shouldn't have catch weights. I didn't they invent? Didn't Freddie and his team invent <laughs> <the> catch weights? <laughs> he did. <laughs> I mean, how much more of a hypocrite can you uh. be? I, I mean, say, I, I agree. I agree. I, I'm the one that's been saying it for I years. I agree, but I don't know that. You can actually make the rule and then take it away. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like you're not in the position to be saying that if, and you, the best if is, you're the one who was part of so many of those situations. Oh my God, he's the one that started it between Pacquiao and Floyd. I mean, right? Mm -hmm. And then he did it with Cotto. He just did it a few weeks ago. He's yeah. done a few fights like that. Yeah, Pacquiao had a few fights like yeah. that. A bunch. But now, and, but now with and then he's talking about it with Canelo and Triple G, which he has no personal nor financial interest in e yeah. in, in either, either fighter. Yeah. So well, maybe, he does, have, maybe he does have a personal interest because Canelo beat his fighter, so he's personally right, well, personally he's offended by that, you know. I, I, I don't, I don't, and he made him lose weight. Yeah. Do you guys <laughs> think Triple G should have to lose weight to fight? No, I don't. Uh, I, don't I think Freddie's right, but he's just such a hypocrite and a fucking egomaniac. He mm. literally will let diarrhea roll off his tongue and not have any conscience about it. Well, that's unfortunate. That's just a lot of times the Los Angeles way, man. It's, like it's of, fucking a ridiculous. Lot of, a lot of people and the person that's there. like Weird. taking his interview doesn't like pull the mic back and go, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> it's like, not really his job to do But that. No, but I'd be like, I'm sorry. Haven't you been like would you just say like interview over? That's it. You're right. done, yeah, Freddie. I'm sorry, Freddie. Fred, yeah. wait, wait, time out. Before didn't I beat you, you with this mic, didn't get you out start this whole fucking thing? <laughs> no. I yeah, like I just slap him with the microphone and go like I stop said the this. record. Like I would have said, you call yourself a man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you stupid motherfucker, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. Exactly, exactly. So so. How I did mean, that? How did that turn out? Then that's it. The interview. I don't know. It, uh, I didn't listen to the fuck. I'm not do you gonna, think? I, you, I would you say catch weights are gonna happen in the new year or whatnot? You know what? You're gonna start seeing next heavyweight catch weights. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like they're like, oh, we'll oh, fight you, but we gotta meet Tyson at like 240. Fury. I'm not fighting Tyson Fury at 260. He's got to come down to 225. Yeah, you're gonna start seeing catch heavyweight catch weights. So that's when you know boxing is gone. Then the, the <sighs> shit when you start seeing heavyweight catch weights. 
Uh, Freddie Roach, every every Pacquiao fight would uh, be in the back. Well, we're going to knock him out. Every yeah. fight is like, knock out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to knock out in 10 of years. Yeah. Very confident yes. when you guys call around to man, right? <laughs> call around to yeah. knock him out in fourth yeah, round. Yeah, we're going to knock him out in five. Yeah. That's usually when the. Uh, Look at the difference. Look at the difference. Look at the difference when Pacquiao fought Margarito. The size difference and how Mm -hmm. aggressively he was able to fight Margarito, Mm -hmm. and how non-aggressively Cotto was forced to fight Canelo because of the same size difference. Actually, more of a size difference because at least Cotto is naturally bigger than Pacquiao. Even right. I mean, if common sense wasn't any more common, I mean, if common sense wasn't any more obvious, right, we wouldn't know what to do. Obviously, it's common sense isn't very common though. That's the problem. No, it's not. People don't don't actually use their own, but yeah, so uh, you know, eyes. They just go by. Yeah, just think about it. Pacquiao Margarito, the size difference was way m- much more than Cotto and Canelo. Mm-hmm. Yet Pacquiao was able to fight in a very aggressive manner against throw over know, a thousand punches. Forget about the over punches. Just an aggressive manner, being in the mm-hmm. pocket a lot or mm-hmm. whatnot. You know, or yet Cotto, who fought a brilliant fight with Canelo and lost, I thought, but fought a brilliant fight because he was forced to. You know, adjust the game plan, and I thought he fought very well. Pick his spot for the smaller man, and I and I credit that so much because I know the difficulty that you have to have, be much more disciplined against a bigger guy. We'll get m- much less credit. Right. We'll get much less credit. He had to joke. pick his spots because he's human. To joke. What about Jim Lampley talking about how we would never know how great Cotto would have been if he wouldn't have got cheated against Margarito? Oh, only against Margarito, buddy. Only against Margarito. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh, only against Margarito. <laughs> because he shouldn't have been undefeated when he fought Mayweather. Mayweather mm-hmm. Cotto shouldn't have been between two undefeated guys. Mm-hmm. Cotto got cheated only against Margarito. Yeah. I know. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck. Give me one of those sound bites, please, Seth. Give me one of those sound bites. Oh, boy. Jim Lampley. Mother. Where's your fucking balls? <laughs> they don't you have the balls. Fuck are you? <laughs> Jim yeah. Lampley does. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Don't yeah. be such a fucking smart ass, will you? Hey, I know, I know, I know, Joe, I know. So. Where the fuck you get off talking to people about me behind my back going over my head? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, let, well, let's get into the FIFA bands. The, the, oh. the FIFA had handed out some bands. Finally, bands make bands. bands, not bands, bands like like rock bands, not oh. rubber bands. Oh, band like as in your Austin. Oh, Austin. Yeah, out like Bruce who says that Bruno Austin. Bruno, yeah, yeah, Austin. As in your Austin. They make boxing look clean, man. Yeah, yeah. No, unfortunately, boxing's not very clean either. But what anyway, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, FIFA gave Bladder and Platini what? They, like eight year bands? Were they, Pete? Eight? Eight year bands, right? I thought you said a year. No, no. Like a gun. No, no. I think it's like between six and eight years. It's never wow. not a year. Yeah. It's like, for me, I tweeted the other day that Platini went from hero to zero. And people say, oh, he was never a hero or whatnot. Well, you know, for Italian soccer fans, player. football fans, you know, especially Platini, uh, Michelle Platini got a. Uh, Spent a, lot, a big part of his career over at Juventus, and he won a Champions Cup there. Uh, he won a uh, internationally. He won a, a European Cup in 1984 with France. Obviously, was uh, was on a very highly competitive France national team that made two semifinals in both 82 and 86. So, as a player, he really was a hero to many. You know, uh, just an unbelievable talent and a pleasure to watch on the field. Obviously, he was before my time. Uh, I remember the very very tail end of his career but you know very very vaguely I remember France beating Italy in the 1986 World Cup I lived in uh, in Italy and I remember my father I remember that day my father uh, just flipping out inside the house you know um, I was, and I didn't really understand what was going on and I kept asking my mom and my dad was so mad and she was like you know France is beating Italy in the World Cup you know and uh, obviously looking back at history Platini scored one of the goals in that game I think Stopiras would have scored the other goal but anyway regardless Platini was a hero to many as a, as a player which is all the more Disgusting that he's involved in this FIFA situation here. You know, as a player, you know, you know how, you know, you should be much more honorable. You should be a much more honorable person as an ex-player because you know the sacrifices it takes for these younger guys who are coming up and trying to win these games and just putting their their not I would say their lives on the line because not fighting but putting themselves on the line, hard work every day, dedication every day. You know, skipping out on a lot of the parties growing up and whatnot. You know the dedication it takes to get to a certain level. You know, you're Michelle Platini. You've been there. You know, and. To be part of all these scams and whatnot, and you know, just I, I've been suspicious of Platini for a while. Like, for example, the last World Cup, France barely made the World Cup. They they went to the uh, the the tiebreaker against uh, Ukraine. Remember the they went to the playoff tiebreaker against Ukraine. They lost the first leg two nothing, and then won the next leg three nothing. So barely made it by the skin of their teeth. Um, I remember, I think it was the four years before they made they barely made the World Cup when they. Uh, when they uh, beat Ireland in the other playoff with the hand, with the hand, the the weird handball call in favor of Thierry Henry, he scored the goal that eliminated Ireland in those playoffs. 
So again, it's always been suspicious how France always got good calls, and then they barely qualify, yet they'd end up in an easy group in the World Cup. Like, like, like uh, in the 2014 World Cup, France had a relatively easy group. In the 2010 World Cup, France had a relatively easy group, yet they still didn't make it out of it. I remember they had South Africa in their group and whatnot, and they still didn't make it out of it. They had totally uh, a, a team or an, an interior team ordeal. But uh, in 2014, they reached the quarterfinals. They actually had some people convinced they were actually good. Instead, it was their... Uh, their uh their group that totally sucked and then they got they got beat one nothing in the quarters by Germany who eventually ended up winning the World Cup. I don't know if Germany ever beat. I don't know if France ever beat Germany. It's, actually, it's, a, weird, it's a weird thing. But regardless, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't think Platini should ever be allowed to work for FIFA. I mean, I don't understand what the ban is. I mean, it's Michel Platini, so he should be allowed to attend and 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 be one of the honored guests at, at, at certain FIFA events, maybe after eight years. You know, and you know it's. But I just don't think he should be allowed to work for FIFA. I mean, right, that's I don't saying. know what the ban consists of. I don't think Blatter, I mean, Blatter, he's older than baseball, so he might be dead in eight years. But, but yeah, how, you old know. Is, how old is Platini now? Platini's, uh, he's in his 60s, right? Early 60s. I don't think Michelle Platini's in early 60s. But, um, you know, Blatter, Blatter's just a, a, a piece of shit altogether. Platini is really, it's really disappointing. He turned out to be a shithead, and it's really disappointing, and, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of opinions on this situation, but Seth, you know, I'm sure all, all the Joe Pesci uh, things we have definitely could apply to Platini. Definitely a motherfucker, and definitely uh, <laughs> all these other situations, all the, all these other things. And again, I mean, you motherfucker, you. No, it's just a, it's it's a thing. It's the best sport in the world. I mean, I I actually. I don't know like soccer more than I, or football more than I like boxing. I just wound up in boxing. I nothing gets my juice flowing like the World Cup hey. or like a or like a a, a big international football Where's tournament. Juices? You know, yeah, juices. Yeah, I'm not, you no, fuck people out no, of money. No, Bruno. Yeah, I get you. But you know, it's a it's a situation where you know you just get so involved. You know, as a player and as fans and whatnot, and then you just hearing at these scumbags. You know, what about Qatar in the World Cup? Like, how much money was given to get Qatar that World Cup? God only oh, knows what please. happened to get Qatar that World Cup. That Qatar, was Qatar. They've never been in. They've never even played an international match in any relevant tournament. How does Qatar get a World Cup? I, I don't get it. Dude. That was one of really. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you see the HBO Real Sports special, yeah, that was that was what, about what's going most... on to prepare for that World Cup. That's all the more disgusting. What about the fact that in the summertime in Qatar, it's like 120 degrees Fahrenheit every day? Ridiculous. How do you? How do the players get a play? Dry, gonna, dry, bro, fucking. You cannot desert. do this, bro. I'm on the verge of not watching the World Cup in 2022. Oh, here we go. I don't know if I can, <laughs> bro. I watched the 2002 World Cup after what I went through in the 2002 World Cup. The 2002 World Cup, and, and all my all football fans out there, let me know if you agree with this. Uh, tweet us out at me or at Peter Cards or, or at Seth. Uh, what's that? What's your Twitter again? Set the twin. Let us know what you think of that 2002 World Cup. Because when I watched 2002 World Cup, I came out of it feeling it was the most corrupt sporting event I ever watched in my life. I have never seen so many blatant bad calls in a World Cup than I did in, in the Japan-Korea World Cup 2002. It was so disgusting that halfway through the World Cup, I stopped watching. After the Spain-South Korea quarterfinal match, I said, this is the last game of this World Cup I'm watching. All right. I, when, I, when Morientes' goal got... Called off after it was already in the net. It was called off for a, a, an out of bounds. That the guy, that the ball went out of bounds before the guy crossed it. When that when I saw that, I was like, "That's it. I, I think that's All I right, think that's it for this World Cup." And then you think about it, the Koreans were actually the same ones that screwed Roy Jones in the '88 World Cup. Right. So it, it's not beyond them not the to World throw Cup, around the Olympics, some. Right. To, yeah, in the '88, yeah, yeah, the Olympics exactly. But it's not beyond them to to scrounge around with some sporting events and and kind of uh, play that game. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, can we go can we go through a list of sports? <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. All right. You don't watch basketball anymore because um, like you like the Jordan era where you were allowed to check. Right? Hand check, yeah, Hand but check. I, that's not why I don't watch well, a lot of basketball. I still watch a lot of basketball. Enough basketball. I don't watch you a don't lot watch of any basketball. Anyway, <laughs> um, you don't watch NFL anymore. Because the rules suck, and I agree. Yeah, it's they like, change the rules, and then much, everybody's record gets broken. Right. Yet they don't talk about how when the records got set, you had to be a real man. Right. Now you can break any record because you can. You, right. you, you, you can barely much, you can barely touch a, a guy when you it's tackle. It's pretty him. much two hand touch nowadays. Yeah, so exactly. you 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 um you eliminate the character from the game. Right. It's all you, talent. Um, you like put your foot down and you don't watch football. I watch, but not you don't yet. really watch it. Yeah. All right. So Bye. that's two down. Um. Mm-hmm. Baseball, you don't like that you can't the home plate collision. Plate. Home plate collision. Right. They ruined it for me. Yep. Right. So they you ruined. don't watch baseball. They ruined the home plate collision. Three for me. sports down. Yeah. Three major sports in in this country. Um, you 
you're gonna refuse to watch your favorite sport as you just no 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 explained. just the two, uh, 2022 World Cup oh alright well it only happens every four years so you're gonna sit that one out I'm gonna sit that all one right, out yeah. so that's alright 2022 much. World Cup because okay. I've already and only because if I hadn't been through the 2002 Wait, World Cup no no let me ask you a question no, hold on a second you're I'm not done order. I'm not this done you're out of order here <laughs> no, no. 2002 World Cup if I didn't go through watching that miserable tournament right Maybe to twenty in twenty twenty two, I would feel like some sort of uh, optimism about hey, you know what? Maybe they'll work something out and make it fair. But because I watched the two thousand two fucking World Cup, and I've never seen such a disgusting sporting event in my life, and I and what's more disgusting is that nobody actually talks about it. I'm the only one that brings right, this right. up. Did anybody actually watch the two thousand two World Cup? Well, South we Korea and Turkey were playing the third place match. Mm-hmm. Those teams never even get out of a group. Those teams don't even qualify for the tournament half the t- most of the time. Fact. They were in, they were in the semifinals. Very okay? good. Very good. So. That, and that's just that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. If you actually watch the tournament, you'd see so much more I'm not even getting into. That was a disgusting sporting event. I was staying up to 2, two 4, 5 in the morning every night because the games were in Japan. And the time zone was fucking me all up. And I'm staying up, half asleep, trying to drink coffees, having <laughs> World Cup parties at the house in the middle of the night. For what? For what? To watch a, a fucked up game every single night with some kind of shit call that's a blatant, obvious, and corrupt. Wasn't that when... Um, when bro, Bal- it was Balti, everything. Balti yeah, Balti got, got a red card for a simulation. The referee was at midfield. At midfield yeah. From 50 yards away, he gives him a direct red for simulation. First of all, who gets a direct red for simulation? Right. Number one. Nobody gets a direct red for simulation. He gave it to him from 50 yards away. No less. 50 yards of fucking way, he gave him a direct run from simulation. And at the end, of, in that game, he also had taken away a goal from Italy that was good. That, that happened a bunch of times. I watched Portugal get screwed by USA Portugal. in that yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, with, that. with some shit calls. I watched, I, I watched Argentina get screwed. I mean, I, I, that, court, that tournament was a clown tournament, bro. It was designed to try to get South Korea and Brazil in the final because FIFA loves Brazil and they get all the calls. And obviously, South Korea was one of the hosts. And, I, you know, they corrupted the gets that we saw in the 88 Olympics. And they almost did it. If it wasn't for a, a very stern German team, they almost did it. And you know what's funny about all that? Anybody that watched football back then will, will understand this. Brazil and Germany were not very good for the 2002 World Cup. Brazil and Germany are usually very good teams. For the 2002 World Cup, they didn't qualify with very strong teams for that World Cup. Brazil didn't win the the South American group. Germany was looking half and half is. As a matter of fact, in the 2000 Euro Cup, they got eliminated in the group stages. They lost all three fucking games. So you get to the 02 World Cup, they weren't. Brazil and Germany were good only in name. Brazil and Germany in reputation. They weren't very good teams. Yet those were the finalists. Why? Because the other two semifinalists were Turkey and South fucking Korea. I think I want my money back. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I want. I did. I wanted right, my money back. I, have a look. I actually didn't watch past the quarterfinals. After the Morientes goal got taken away from South Korea, then South Korea beat Spain in the penalties. That's it. I was done. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pete. Go ahead. I have a legit question. Go ahead. Go for it, Pete. Go. You go. My turn. Um. Wait, Pete. Go yeah. Go um. <laughs> I have the floor. The floor uh, is yours. Go. Do you like? But you gotta spit it out when the floor is yours. Do you That's like your the problem. Water today. breaks. Do I like my water? The, the water, water breaks. breaks and you know what? I'm not crazy about them because all the plays didn't have to go through it. But I, I understand. Listen, it has been worse than the water breaks. Do, am I crazy about them? No. Because I remember the 94 World Cup final where it was like death and right. nobody got a water break. That nobody was, got a water was break. What, Pasadena? Pasadena, right? Rose Bowl. Right. July 17th, 1994. Right. Brazil versus Italy. Death of heat. As a matter of fact, I saw Gianluca Pagliuca do an interview like a year ago, and he said, you were dying on that field. And, and he's I was, the goalie. And I was like, dude, you were the goalie. You weren't even running. But he had to just sit in the sun, though. That's the problem. Imagine, and, the goalie's uniform, and, and the goalie's uniform is a little hotter. You know, yeah. the, the shirts are thicker, and he's got to wear gloves. Wow. But imagine, uh, yeah. So it feels so bad for yeah. him. Like, what it about Baggio? Now, yeah, imagine, yeah, water, who knows? If we got water breaks, maybe we score a goal in that game. Doesn't and we beat Brazil. Water bottle probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goalie has a water bottle. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I know. It's probably bottle. hot as hell. You can put a water bottle in that sun. You kidding me? You're going to have boiling water by the, by halftime. Do you like the, the goal line review? Yeah. That's yeah, cool, right? I think all that stuff it helps the game. I don't, you know, I, I think all that stuff helps the game. You know, some of the changes in football uh, or soccer, you know, I, I think they're, uh, they're okay, you know. Do I think it's a little harsh now with yellows and reds as opposed to the way it used to be yeah i think but at the same time you know it's not as bad as the changes in the other sports you know right uh, it's not the, as drastic the, i do think they should call up uh, the the change of the offside rule when they changed the offside rule uh, years back with uh when one guy was offside and he wasn't part of the play 
then it would still be called offside no matter what. Now, this it's a passive offside where if one guy's offside and he's not part of the play, the play can still continue. A lot more goals are scored this way, but also a lot more players can pad their rec- can pad their stats with a lot more goals. So you see today's players, and you see, oh, this guy's all... All the leading goal scorers for every single tournament are always in a modern era. You notice that? That doesn't mean they, they were better than the old era. That doesn't mean, doesn't mean they were better than Maradona or whatnot or or, um, or the other players. You know, It just means it was, it was in a different era, and, it, and, and the rules were a little bit different, you know? But but I, I can live with those some of those changes. Right. I don't like the 2022 World Cup in Qatar though. I, I might have to take a pass on that one. You're old Which, school, wait, man. Really, I don't want to. Look, I look forward to Honestly, these these international summer tournaments. If you get a chance, you have to watch this special if you haven't seen it. HBO Real Sports. Real yeah. Sports. Uh, FIFA Brian Gumble. Yeah, yeah, on the FIFA. It's, Great show. It's insane. Is it on, I mean, is it on uh, YouTube? Yeah. Why are you gonna? Why are you gonna mess with soccer? Just let them, let no, them play. No, no, no. Forget about messing with soccer. These guys, they fixed first of all, the, they they they're oil fixed. money, right? So yeah. they're the ton of money. It's money you can't talks. you can't put a dent in what what kind of money they have. They they're naturalizing their citizens country, of other countries so they can have yeah. a, a good Hold team on. by the twenty twenty two World Hold Cup. On. That's number one. Their awesome. country, oh, listen, not even real Qataris. Go ahead. Their <laughs> country, I like that, Qataris. Their country cool. is the size of Connecticut. So the guy says, "You don't even have a stadium. How do you plan on hosting eleven of them? Right? Fifteen. Fifteen of them. How do you plan on hosting a World Cup?" He goes, "Simple." He goes, "You need at least fifteen stadiums." He goes, "Done." <laughs> you know how? They get workers from the Philippines, no, from Bangladesh. Nepal. Yeah, I've seen specials yeah. about how they workers they go to different countries. And you know, these guys are you know dying what? there. They are dying. Three hundred workers. Work 12 hours a day in 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Making no money. Making no, Making mo- no money. This 300 yeah, it's more money than their country, which is why they come, which right. is horrible. But still. It's 300 men and women to one toilet. Yeah, they're getting diseases. They're 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 they're, they're housed, they're the housed, world housed like they're housed it, like roaches. General, the workers yeah. are housed like roaches. You have all this money. You can't even house your workers correctly. You can't even Disgusting. pay your workers correctly. So this it is, and that's on top of it to, for a country that doesn't even deserve the World Cup. Right. At least if you deserve the World Cup, we're like, all right, yo, so let's put some it. pressure on them. They let's put some it. pressure on them to to treat the workers better. No, besides not deserving the World Cup, they're doing this to the people. So, so now countries should ban. They should just not go. Right. They should boycott. But it. money talks, money especially talks. with fucking FIFA. This is why you got to get you. Is why guys like Bladder and, and Platini are scumbags. out. Yeah, especially Bla- right. Bladder probably had more of this call to do than Platini. Yeah. Platini's got all the fucking life. scumbag things. Eight years. Yeah. Should be out for life. These yeah. these uh, costing people their lives. This, literally, this guy, this disgusting. He had like one or two sheiks like speaking, and um, he's glorifying the good side of of their you know what they want to show and how beautiful it is and how much money they have. The the guy d- doing the interview says. What about the three hundred workers? And one he's toilet. like, he's like, what about them? And he's like, <laughs> doesn't care. You know, you had um, eight deaths over whatever many people weeks. get sent home in, in boxes. Dude. Yeah, the, the guy died. goes. The guy goes. I re- I'm not going to speak about that. He goes, but don't you think it's a fair question? The guy goes, I'm not going to speak about that. He got up and walked away. Like they, they're so arrogant. They only want to speak about what they want to speak about. Of course. Yeah. Like as if they're a better human than the other human. We're all right. humans, dude, at the end of the day. People's no, no, they're, they're more important. People's special. families, like, missing them, wondering if they're alive, you <laughs> know, uh, can they speak to, you can't, you don't get phone call, like, are you going to call your family? No, go to fucking work. You know what I mean? Um, the workers are more comfortable Wrapping themselves because the sun is so yeah. hot. They have to put them. They put themselves in layers. Layers. And you would think like, man, it's so hot. Why layers? Because the sun is so hot, it burns. Burn, them. Burns. So yeah. they're better off being in layers under that hot sun, and so they don't get burned. They're sweeping up the street in in like full like robes. Like you think it's winter. Yeah, it's disgusting, insane. Ah. I'm I told you, it's everybody got to watch. It really, really, it, it turns you off. And and, and anyway, they fuck. Sh- Set blatter. They shouldn't be allowed to have it. I mean, it's. Yeah. What did Joe Pesci? What would Joe Pesci tell Set Blatter if he was here? You motherfucker. You're a real fucking mutt. Yeah. <laughs> you mother- Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to be up there. He's going to wait a long time. Blatter, hopefully, he doesn't hear about anything else at all. Well, that's but again, the, you know. I think that you got the wrong impression about me. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. But they're not going to jail. They just get banned, you know? Yeah. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna move on to topics now. We're gonna go uh Please, let's, turn let's, go to, let's go this week's boxing. Oh so you know we'll talk about my fight too. You know, we we, we fought since the last show. No, we, we talked about it. We talked about it already. All right, yeah, we talked about it. We brought the belt in and everything. Yeah, yeah, we did bring the belt in. Sorry, you know, I get punched in the head for a living, guys. I'm sorry. All right, so you're pretty good for twelve nineteen, Andy Lee and uh Billy Joe Saunders. WL middleweight title change hands. Good fight. That was a good competitive fight. Uh Billy Joe Saunders. A lot of you know what? A lot of shakeups in the in the uh in the middleweight division. Billy Joe Saunders belongs to the MGM group over in Marbella, Spain. Uh, I'm, guys I'm close with, I'm cool with. So they have a, a new middleweight champion from there. Um I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch with Andy Lee, but I'm sure Saunders will also try to, you know, go make a certain voluntary or whatnot and, you know, maybe do like a little homecoming either in uh, Dublin or in uh in Marbella even, you know. Be cool. I'd be all you, for that. You and I usually agree on fights. I, I don't know, man. I I thought Saunders, like, I thought he controlled a lot of the rounds. I didn't think mm. it was that close. No, nah, I I thought it was close. And obviously the scorecards told you it was close, but but I uh, all the judges scorecards. Yeah, that not usually that, not that, not that, that usually mean anything. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say not that usually means anything, but uh, I, I was in line with about the judges scorecards. Even the one fifteen, one eleven, the four points to Saunders. Was still only a seven-five fight for Saunders. It just right. minus an extra two points for right. me for being knocked down twice in the third round. So no, that's over. not so bad. I uh, but I'm looking at one thirteen, one thirteen without the, two without, knockdowns. Without the yeah, that's a seven-five card for Lee. As a matter of fact, right? That's makes that's sense. insane. And then uh, the other card was one fourteen, one twelve, which means that one would have been one fourteen, one fourteen if you had added back the two points that he got dropped with. So that fight would have been a draw if, if Saunders didn't have that big third round with uh, with the knockdowns. So competitive fight. New champion. I don't think Andy Lee is uh, totally irrelevant because of the loss. You know, obviously no. you lose a fight Listen. that close, you're you're still relevant. I think Andy Lee's honestly a better. I hate to say it, I hate to say, it, but call a spade a spade. I think he's a better fighter with Adam Booth than he ever was under Emmanuel Stewart. Yeah. Um, wow, this this Andy Lee would not have would not even come close to losing to Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I mean that the old Andy Lee was like life and death with the guys like Brian Vera mm-hmm. losing to Chavez. Like it was, you know. And you know what I want to say? To be honest Dad. with you, I was watching it with Nicky Lupo, actually. Nicky Lupo. And, uh... Anybody seen Richie? You know what's, you know what's crazy? We watch these fights uh, on the TV, and people people have beers, watch the fights, and you criticize, and you criticize. The guy has balls of fucking steel. Steel. You get knocked down like that twice. Twice. Go back to the corner, come out, and go and try to rip the guy's fucking head off. And when I would have been calling my mother, like, Ma, is it okay <laughs> to come home? Like, I want to go in the corner and just cry and fucking maybe kill myself. You know what I mean? This guy's fucking ball. Exactly. You know, where's my fucking ball? I don't have any. <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy's a tough kid, man. Because it's not the first time. Like, that's where you know somebody just has that pedigree about them. Like, they're just cut from a different cloth. No quit. No quit. It's it's not even a thought. No, you know, like a lot of good fighters, like top top level uh, fighters. That's a big thing mentally. Is like you got knocked down. You know what? Make sure to go out and have a good round. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a top level. <laughs> Try to take the play away from the guy. You know, I think that in the moment you get knocked down, the other guy has the, all the confidence and he has the momentum. And I think sometimes that minute break, if you get out of the round, if you can really make a concerted effort to get that next round it's more than just a 10-9 round it, for me it also means taking away the psychological edge from the guy that just knocked you down and now he's telling himself wow i almost had this guy out of there here last round now i can't even win the next round you know this fight's still up for grabs you know and i think andy lee did that i, I think he had a pretty good fourth round after that third he round did. where he got knocked down um i remember uh I remember getting rocked by Herman and Gujo in the seventh round of my fight with him and like, trying to make that concerted effort to come back in the eighth yeah, round and, and walk him round. down yeah. and beat him, you know? So, you know, in, in a close fight that ended up being close. But regardless, I, I think uh, it's one of the psychological ploys in a, in a tactics in a, in a fight. If you have a very bad round and you get dropped and whatnot, now the, the momentum is with the other guy. The confidence is with the other guy. If you have a very big next round and take the play away from him, I think you can cause double negativity to him because he's going to be second-guessing himself on a lot of fronts because he should have had you out of there, you know? So right. the psychology of, of combat is so weird in some in some ways. Not, I wouldn't say weird, but it's it can be complicated in, in, in some ways. It's deep, and it's deeper than sometimes you actually think about when you're just watching a fight with your friends and you're just watching it and just going through the motions and being entertained and whatnot. There's a lot going on in the minds of these fighters in those moments, and there's a lot going on as far as... Uh, the war has in and of itself and the little battles that go on within the war of a 12-round fight. So um, I thought uh, 
Lee and Saunders had a tactical fight, um, and I thought uh, it was a good win for Billy Joe Saunders. And uh, you know, welcome him to the world class stage of middleweight. You know, but Lee's not going anywhere either. I think middleweight is gonna it's gonna become really interesting, man. There's a lot of possibilities for the middleweight division, and uh, obviously the the top guy is Golovkin, but he uh, seems to be on the other side of the political mess. But it says choice also to stay at 160 because he had the option to go to 68 and fight Andre Ward. He didn't want to do that, so uh, we'll see what, what comes of the uh, Golovkin situation. And if they make Canelo and Golovkin sometime in 2016, which, as interesting as it would be, I'm not sure Canelo has much to offer for Golovkin. I, I really don't. I, mm. I, I think Cotto showed that a jab really bothers Canelo, uh, yet a Golovkin jab backed up by the physical physicality of a, of a pure middleweight and the power of a pure middleweight will bother Canelo a lot more once he gets put in position by the jab, once he gets taken out of position by that jab, to be set up for the other the remaining power shots of Golovkin. Because what a jab does is, and I've been saying this recently a lot on telecast, a jab doesn't always have to land. What it does is force a guy to go into defensive posture, and sometimes that defensive posture will put him out of position. And putting himself out of position, he gets opened up to right hands and hooks that he can be hit with. So... What Canelo, what Cotto showed in the Canelo fight, you know, Cotto was just too physically small to, to take full advantage of it, was that Canelo is bothered by a jab, but he also can be put out of position himself when a jab is flying his way consistently. And I think, I think that Golovkin, not only does he have that middleweight firepower, but he starts using his jab consistently, puts Canelo out of position. Now you have the middleweight firepower you got to deal with once you are out of position. You're not dealing with a, a blown-up junior welter or welterweight like Cotto anymore. Now you're dealing with a full-fledged middleweight. And once you get put out of position by that jab, you're going to pay a heavy price. So as of right now, in this moment here in uh, December 2015, I'm not sure Golovkin and Canelo is very competitive. Um, we'll see by, by the time they make it. Hopefully, uh, some point next year, we'll see if uh, Canelo makes any improvements and whatnot. But I was very surprised at the fact that Canelo, although I had him winning, how much the jab was bothering him and the movement was bothering him. It was a little, it was weird. So if you're in Canelo's <laughs> camp, you you try to get uh, Golovkin to come down a couple pounds. Yeah, I uh, I think so. I mean, I granted, uh, uh, Golovkin has uh, the other titles. I think, I think Canelo has just has the the WBC title, which is uh, the only title. I think Golovkin is missing to have the collection of the entire world titles collection in a, in middleweight, right? Oh no, no, the WBO title is for Saunders. But regardless, um, I don't know. I don't know how that how that negotiation is going to work out because Canelo is still the bigger star, and sometimes the bigger star. This is business, unfortunately. So the bigger star, uh, a lot of times uh, calls the shots. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, how that plays yeah, out. Golovkin, unfortunately, can only do like a hundred thousand <laughs> buys. Yeah, one fifty. What did he do? One fifty. Yeah, something like one fifty. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Joshua did like four hundred and fifty k. Right in the UK. That's yeah. amazing. Those fans so in the UK. Oh, well, shout, out, shout out to the UK. Overseas? Shout out to the UK fans. What a, what overseas. They got they have Triple G fighting here for like five years already, no? Mm-hmm. A bunch of years in a row. Shout out to the UK. 450,000 for a yeah. prospect. Right. Anthony Joshua. Fights. Unbelievable. That, that is an amazing, is amazing, it? amazing backing. That is awesome. That is just awesome. That I don't think the casual fan knows about Triple G yet. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Anthony Joshua has got 14 fights, bro. Yep. <laughs> He's also a heavyweight. And he doesn't matter. And he he, heavyweights him. matter. When you're knocking people out, that matters. People Come get on. Yeah, that just, is so like 1965. Yeah, heavyweights matter. Get the fuck out of here, I'm Seth. Se- I'm 75 years old. That is so old. like 1965. <laughs> nah, if, you know what? If it ain't the heavyweights, it doesn't matter. Get the fuck out of here. That's not exactly what Come I said. Come on, dude. Heavyweights matter. They're, weight classes matter in general the when the guy has one-on-one Loyal fights. fans are loyal fans. Yeah, boxing... Boxing carries a lot. And Yo, the biggest grossing pay per view is Mayweather Pacquiao. You right. know what I mean? By and a mile. Nobody, nobody's gonna hit that. Yeah, no, not even close. And what people really waste money. And you know what? You know what's gonna Fact. be? You know what's gonna be closest to that? Amir Khan versus Kell Brook. Yeah, in England though. In England. Yeah, in England. Hmm. I'm hearing that could be set up for later in the year. I hear Kell Brook has to do the mandatory with Kevin Bizier, which is weird. You now the IBF is so weird because. A year ago, I worked the eliminator between Jojo Dan and Kevin Bizier, and the winner had to fight Kell Brook. So, Jojo Dan wins a close decision, and he fights Kell Brook, and he loses in about four rounds. Gets hammered, gets absolutely destroyed by Brook. And Jojo Dan's a nice guy. I actually met him up in Canada uh, when I was up there a few weeks ago. Nice guy, but, you know, wasn't on a Kell Brook level regardless. How do you put Kevin Bizier back in an IBF title eliminator? I want to know how do you how did how do you wind up right back in the next eliminator after you after you just lost an eliminator? Is it me or that is so weird? They, number one, and they, then he wins they, it. It was an upset apparently. Apparently, he was supposed <laughs> to win, but now Bizier, the guy that lost to Dan, is the mandatory for Brook. So and apparently, they're they're trying to make Brook versus Dan for Ugh. February twentieth, and after Brook comes oh. out of that one, it'll be Brook versus Khan in the summer. That is the tentative plan that I read about on the internet today. But all right, we'll two see. two things. That's the, that's the reporter in me. Num- number uh, one. 
the IBF has been known for that, recycling the same. That uh, was weird, right? Yeah, uh, they did that with you too. With yeah, and Goldstein. Yeah. For what you reason? Had, well, it's just retarded. Anyway, that plus is it me or is Kell Brook like the mandatory king? Like he, he he just has to fight like these mandatories right? all the time. Nobody, I feel like nobody has <laughs> nobody, to fight mandatories yeah, except like, like Kell. And then, like the IBF forces him to fight mandatories. <laughs> Kasha Zhu, when he got injured with his shoulder, when he had that shoulder surgery, was the unified 140 pound champion. He got stripped of every title in that time because he couldn't defend it, except the IBF title. <laughs> they were the only ones that didn't care if he didn't do his mandatory in 27 months. The only ones. That's great. Now, now you got these guys enforcing mandatories. They're stripping Tyson Fury for not, inform, for not fighting his mandatory. So now they got a vacant IBF title, heavyweight title fight between Glasgow and Charles Martin because Tyson Fury's not fighting uh, the, IBF, uh, the IBF mandatory because he's going to do a re- rematch with Klitschko, obviously. The, Kel Brook has to constantly fight IBF mandatories. Dude, what's up with the IBF? It's annoying. They're American. They are American. Ugh. Unbelievable. Hey, um, I found an article. I want to see if you guys uh, what you guys think. I found the five best chins in boxing. Okay. Five best chins in boxing? Yeah. How do we end up on the five best chins in boxing? I don't know. We're talking about Kell Brook and Amir Khan here. <laughs> are you still going? I'm sorry. I'm a little <laughs> out of line. What, a little wait, out of line. A little out of line yourself. What, oh, five sorry. best chins in currently in boxing? Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. We got number five, Arthur Abraham. Okay, he's got okay. a good chin. It's about all he has, but I, okay. I don't yeah. know why, but they have Floyd Mayweather at number four. Not to uh, knock uh, his chin, but he he's kind of not He active. doesn't get hit, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. Carl Frotch at number three. Frotch. Sure. 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 Uh, number two, Gennady Golovkin, Triple oh, G. Sure. And they got number one is uh, Pradnikov, Ruslan. That was yeah. four guys you mentioned, no? No, that's five. That's five? Pradnikov's number one. All right, I think Triple G. Pradnikov's pretty good. Um, Where's Kovalov? With Kovalov, but Kovalov, now Kovalov went down. Oh, he went down from yeah, a weird bullshit, body shape. Yeah. You know, Wells is a, has a great chin. Doesn't get credit for it, obviously. They don't know what the fuck they're watching. Danny Garcia. Yeah, Danny Garcia has a great chin. He's taking good Phenomenal. shots. He's yeah. taking good shots. Uh, hasn't. I don't think he's been down at all. No, um, never. he's fought some good punchers. Mm-hmm. He gets hit because he's a bit flat but He gets hit. Uh, Danny, Danny's got a very good chin, and it's actually been tested. I don't think I don't see how you can put guys like Floyd in there um, who don't get hit. Granted, he, he may have a desire. We don't know about his chin yet, and I don't see how you can put. Call Fraction there, who has a great desire, but he's been down. Right. He, he'll right. get up. Yeah. And he's got a fighter spirit. Right. But I don't know about a great chin. I mean, he's been down like several times, right? I mean, yeah, Jermaine had him. Yeah. So hey, I'm sorry know, I brought it up. Danny Garcia. Danny, Gar- I read Danny Garcia. I mean, Danny Garcia has to be on that list. There's guys that should be guys. Guys that should be. Ex- that's why I'm asking you. That that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Show, I'm talking man. about. I'm, I'm talking about something smart like Kel Brook versus Amir Khan, and we bring up these stupid ass <laughs> lists written by dumbasses who God only knows who wrote that article. I don't even want to know. I don't. Don't even give me his name. I don't even want to know. I don't want to mention him on the my, my podcast. Oh, fucking retards. <laughs> it was you know Freddie I mean? Roach, actually. <laughs> yeah, Freddie Roach. <laughs> you, know Steve a, you know who else has a great chin? You know who else has a great chin but might not be a great fighter? Chavez Jr. Yeah. Chavez Jr. has a really good chin. True. Well, See when you talk about chins? Well, um, what's his name? Uh, from far said Come on, no. bro. Get the fuck out of here. I was a light heavyweight. Come on. I expect a moron to give me that no, no, example, no, no, not no, you. No. Come no, on. He does Are have you a, out of your mind? Get yeah. the fuck out of your mind. <laughs> no, he does you know, have a light heavy, Talk about you move up light heavy. He fatted himself up to light heavyweight and then he's he supposed to, light heavyweight. He's supposed to be like Because weight fucking, classes do matter. He's supposed to be Remember, like 154 pounder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> really Chavez Jr. has a really good chin. Yeah, he gets hit with everything in the kitchen sink. Um, it was. I don't want to talk about chins anymore. Speaking of chins, one got tested. Jennings. That was a good fight, man. Yeah. Exciting You know what? Fight. Jennings is a pretty good chin, too. I mean, he got knocked out, but you know yeah. what? Up until Saturday night, you know, Jennings had been with a lot that of big punches. That was an punches. exciting fight. Good, 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 exciting fight. You put my fucking money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your fucking brain <laughs> to sleep. What about Tom Shrek? To Speaking of that cardio, oh, I don't know about that. That scumbag, I Tom I Shrek, piece of shit. <laughs> Give me all the fucking Joe Pesci's right now. All of them. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> he is. Are you out of your mind? Don't yeah. be such a fucking smart ass, will you? fuck up. Piece of shit! Yeah, right there. That's not Frank. I think I want my money back. Fucking piece of shit, bro. Like, Where the fuck you get off talking to people about me behind my back going over my head? <laughs> Fucking piece of shit, dude. He had Broner winning nine rounds against me in a fight that could have won either way. Yeah. Then man. he has Nicholas Walters losing to that guy Sosa oh 6 4 Saturday. God. In a fight that was probably 10 0, 9 1, if, yeah. you're, if you want to be generous. For Walters, he had him losing the fight six rounds to four in the fight that ended up being a draw. I followed you on Twitter. I was like, uh oh. I like when you call people Bro, out. You should. You should call people but, out. But I've called out, you know, Gail Van Hoy and and uh, Tom Shrek. Dude, it's the same. It's the same kind of person, dude. You you, you have to eliminate these kind of people. Like, is it, what is it? Obvious pieces of shit. There's no way you can be that bad of a judge. There's no way. It's impossible. There is no way. 
There's no way. Especially when you sit ringside and watch the same shit. When I mean, you actually have the best seat in the house. We can watch that fight from, from the nosebleed seats next to Jesus. And we'll <laughs> still we'll still call it better than you. You know what I mean? There's no way. There's just no. I, I don't believe it's... Uh, I have... My opinion of the situation is there's no way it's just... Uh, incompetence. It is actual corruption. There's something going on with piece of shit like that, bro. Because it's always the same guys that give these kind of fucked up scorecards. Get the fuck rid of this guy. That's like get old a, school uh, Don King 80s judges. Get, get him out of here. Seriously. Get this guy out of here, bro. He's fucking people's livelihoods on the, on the line here. You kidding me? Get out of here. It's fuck so ob- blatantly obrious when the... Right. Like, I, don't, it, I don't pay attention to judges' scorecards unless they're that like blatantly fucked up because anyway. I judge it myself you know, anyway, I'm not talking about that piece of shit anymore let's uh, talk about uh, the rest of that card you know, shout out to Gabe Rosado with a maybe, solid yeah. win over Josh Clotty I gotta admit I thought it was gonna be a tough fight for him and I, I don't Me think too. it was easy I don't think it came easy but he you know what I, I think he used the the phys, uh, physical size he had uh, he's in, he's the more natural junior middleweight he's a middle he's a junior middle slash middle what I like to right. call you know while Josh is more of a welter slash junior middle you know Goes to show you where level Anthony Mundine is on, though. Josh just came out of out of like a one year layoff and beat the shit out of him all over the place in Australia. <laughs> Pommel beat him like he stole something, and then they blamed it on Mundine's shoes. You imagine that one? And then uh, on his boots. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> this fight, uh, Rosado, who's always in a tough fight. I gotta be honest, Rosado has has a murderous role on, or of a resume as far as being forced to fight so many tough fights. Uh, on his record in order to get paid. Um, sometimes, you know, you only see this kind of shit in the United States, man, where fighters come here and just have to fight constant tough fights or fighters that are from here. You know, you don't see the foreigners having to face this kind of of a, of a murderous role of opponents all the time, you know? And it's crazy, unless they come here, obviously, because I thought I think Carl Froch is the, the kind of guy that also has faced a lot of top, top opposition. He's a foreigner. But um, regardless, Rosado gets a, a much-needed win in a fight that also... Maybe Claudio doesn't have a bigger name as some other guys, but it's not an easy guy to deal with at all. At all. I was not sure he would win this fight, but shout out to Gabe Rosado. Shout out to Fernando Vargas yeah, in the corner. Yeah, boys. Training shout out to Fernando Vargas. You know what? Cool. Shout out to Josh Claudio. Once in a while, Absolutely. he makes an appearance. You know, yeah, Hopefully, so. he doesn't take another year off, you know? Because yeah. he's actually a pretty good fighter himself. Uh, so, it's, uh, it was a pretty good weekend of boxing overall. Any, any other fight we missed? Oh, Shabransky. Shabransky with the... Uh, he fought that Cuban. Uneski Gonzalez. What a fight right, that was. Yeah. That they was a good-ass fight. They went at it for 12 rounds or 10 rounds, whatever it was. That poor guy, man. Chabransky is, a, is an exciting fighter, a good fighter, managed by our boy Evie. But at the same time, uh, I, I don't know if, how long of a career he can have. He's exciting. He'll make for exciting TV. He'll be like a shooting star. You know, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll be nice while it, uh, while it lasts, but it won't last very long. But but I think Shabransky uh, is, uh, is is an exciting fighter overall. Go ahead. The, the Cuban, that's... Um, but Gonzalez, you know what? He, he, he acclimated himself well. He I know, performed. but... They, they he's the one that got screwed him. against yeah, Pascal. They I know. fucked him. That's, that's what happened. Hopefully they bring him back because he's also a good fighter. I wouldn't mind seeing him he's again. He's good for TV. Lightweight is so tough, right, man? Yo, let it, think about the lightweights that are out there. John Pascal and Kovalev are fighting each other. Andre Ward is entering the fray. Those two guys that just fought Saturday, Shabransky and Gonzalez. You got Bitter Biev. Bitter Biev, You yeah. got... Uh, uh, what else? Who else is there? Uh, Sol- uh, Sullivan Barrera. Adonis, Adonis Stevenson. Stevenson. God. Yo, light heavyweight is stacked more than you really consider. And this fighter from like all corners of the earth, no less. You know, like... Oh, yo, we talk about Light heavyweight is stacked. Middleweight is stacked. Yeah, welterweight but, is but, stacked. Uh, but light heavy I is mean, stacked like welterweight. Like, you know, when you think about stacked... Usually, Walter is always the most stacked. Right. But, you know, you got like... You got featherweight is stacked. Middleweight is stacked. But, bro... Light heavy is stacked like welterweight is stacked, like like legit stacked. Yeah. Like, like there's a lot of top guys. You know what I mean? Like usually if you got like five really good fighters in a weight class, you think like, wow, that's stacked. Five or six, you know? Because usually there's only like one or two that really stand out, and the rest are like pretty mm-hmm. good. When you got like five or six that are really good, it's like you know it's considered stacked. And you know that's like featherweight, that's like middleweight. But then you got like stacked, stacked. Where it's like the top fan, top ten or fifteen are rough, like welterweight. And light heavyweight is like that now. You know what I mean? And boxing's you know, in a great place right now. It's in a good place if you're a fan of boxing. You just got to be able to follow along because sometimes it gets complicated to follow along with these politics. But uh, I think that's not going to wrap up our holiday show. Anything else you want to say, Pete? Not really. No. I said a lot today. I got to be honest. I felt like I said a lot. That's you good. know, usually you're uh, you're a lot more alive. You're a lot more vocal about things. I, I felt like you were a little quiet. So I, I, I had I, Seth. I felt like I had to carry the show today. I don't know how the viewers at home felt. It was I'm a, a little, sobering show. For yeah, me. I'm a little dehydrated. Are right, you a little you dehydrated? That's what you hear. You call yourself a man. <laughs> Come, why don't you show up a bit more dehydrated next time? How about that? Thank what you. Were you sucking weight or something? Is like this guy from two weeks ago? Unbelievable. Seriously. I had about I literally about. Uh, 
14 or 15 beers yesterday and then while I you played home. like a degenerate yeah. Yeah. and then i went home and had some sangria <laughs> oh no you didn't the party didn't stop at the card game folks hey, no next uh next show we're gonna have a uh, what do you call it intervention intervention yeah, yeah. intervention on the I show got do we do a do live I, intervention yeah you you could intervene on my cock intervene <laughs> <laughs> on that too huh okay he's interventions for everything look at him uh, anyway folks jesus christ wish you guys really wish you guys <laughs> i love you, you mom oh can I close the show or now? Yeah. <laughs> so we want to wish you guys a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah. Uh, what else is there? Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa, or anything Festivus. else? Festivus or any other any other uh, holiday you guys decide to celebrate over Whatever this course you of the year. And uh, party safe, party with the family, obviously, because the family is a good thing. And uh, I don't know, did I miss any other holidays? I mean, uh, what are you guys doing for Christmas? I'll uh, be with my family. I'm gonna eat some fish, and then I'll, I'll be with Peter's family. Oh, nice. a little bit of both. You, you guys know? are family, aren't you? We yeah, are family, exactly. Yeah. You know, nice. We are family. Yeah, we are. Seth, you know, you you know, we'll invite you too, but you you do the Jewish thing. I don't know if you guys. I got I got a tree. Yeah, you got a tree. Got Get a tree. out of here. Yes. I don't what's know, Jews can have your, trees. What's your girl? No, his girl's not Jewish. Right, exactly. Do you what? get forced to have Christmas then? Is that like, is that bad though? No, it's like, like half and half. My dad, when he, my dad remarried, he married a, a Christian lady. Yeah. We had so do the kids up. get both? Yeah, I thought they were saying You get like a that. million presents so you, then, no? You did Hanukkah okay. and okay. then you get, what? You know, another podcast are giving me shit about this. Oh, you got eight presents and you got Christmas too. I never got eight presents. I never got a present every day. Yeah, I wasn't seriously. a rich Jew growing up. I grew up in the, you know, Jewish ghetto. I thought all Jews yeah. were rich. Yeah, no, I know. I thought so too. <laughs> I got screwed. I was like, the one Jew is not you guys rich. Aren't? Really? No. Nah. Do you guys get clicky too? Like the rich Jews stay together and the non rich Jews, do they stay oh, together? Oh, yeah, too? look at me. They so it gets they, clicky? They spit at me, yeah. So wow. it's like LA. It's like LA. I feel like, I feel like that's how Los Angeles is. You live where? Westfield? Oh, Westfield's a nice town. Yeah, I'm rent. You rent? You rent? You yeah. piece of shit. So that's yeah. it. You don't get invited. Uh, yeah, You're not nothing. in the circle of trust anymore. No, at that I'm, point. I'm in no You're circle. Out of the circle you of can't trust. talk with the Yentas. And, wait, uh, wait. You're you're not married and you have children and she's black. <gasps> so man, you were, you wow. must have really. They must have treated uh, hey, you with hey, They must have stomped on you. You're like the scum on the rabbi. <laughs> Seth, don't worry. You always invited our uh, to our party. Yeah, I appreciate that. Seth, we got love for we got love for this Jew on the on the Polymer right. Maggi and Peter Claus podcast. Come over and eat some lobster tails with us, pal. Boom. That's how we do. Anyway, no. Are we gonna? Have another show before New Year's or no? Are we doing that? We hope so. We don't know. We don't know if if the uh, office is closed. Okay, we don't know how you, what kind of hours you guys run the show. We'll talk about it off air. Off air. Uh, We'll talk about it off air. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. We love you. Thanks for uh, listening to us. And uh, we're not gonna wrap up the year quite yet because next year we got our last. Next next week we got our last show of the year. Boom. We'll have episode thirty five next week. Over and out. Pauly Malanaji. Peter cards. Seth the twit. Nyman and even the Joe Pesci uh, voiceovers. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys. You motherfucker! <laughs> we'll talk to you guys. Can I close the show? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and fuck out of here. I'll see you later. <laughs>